about it. <laughs> do, do, do. You need to get that intro okay. song already. I know. We need an <laughs> intro for sure. Brandon said he'll do it. And we're live. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Jerezy, and we almost have the whole crew with us. We got Danny, Jermaine, PQ, Francis, and a very special guest today. This guy is more than a coach to all of us. I would say almost a father figure to all of us as well. We've all had stories about him personally. Coach Galloway. Coach Galloway, welcome to the Cave Podcast. Thank you for coming on. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> man, when I told the guys I booked you guys, I booked you, everyone lit up. And I was like, and then everyone shared their own personal story with you. And I was like, hey, save it. Let's save it for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's been a while. And um for the people listening that our students or players from Coach Galloway. We are from the original class of Beckman High School. 2008. I mean, I don't know about Francis because he came in as a sophomore, but you got to check his transcript. But all of us been there from freshman year. And that was when we came and crossed paths with Coach Galloway. Coach Galloway, how's Beckman these days? Um, it's, it's, um, it's going good. Um, they building new buildings. They're building a new gym right now. And, um, we have added, I think three new buildings since, um, you guys graduated. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also they've turfed all the football field. Um, (laughs) they put lights on the auxiliary field right now. So it's, it's getting bigger and better. Awesome. Wow, wow. Sounds better because I mean I remember when we were practicing out in that concrete field, <laughs> coming wow. out with scabs and yeah, like that was rough. And pe- pebbles in your skin and things like that. And by the way, coach, so um, have there been any other uh, championship successes in sports since back then? I know there was girls softball went to CIF, and then a couple years after our class. Uh, football went to CIF. Is that correct? Yeah, football went to CIF um, two years in a row. Um, Damn. End up losing the and and I can't think of the years, but the first CIF championship game, uh, we lost to Garden Grove by one. Garden Grove went for two point conversions at the end of the game to uh, win it. Damn. Um, wow. They also had the at the time had the best running back in Orange County, um, who. Eventually, he didn't go to college. He, he he didn't have the grades to go, but outstanding running back. Um, and then the next year, we went to CIF championship um, after being league champs, beating CDM for a league championship. Wow. We met up again with them in the CIF championship, and we, tie, uh, we were down by one at the end of the game. We went for a two-point conversion, and we didn't make it. Oh, uh, man. Fuck CDM. So, is that, is that the last time that um, is that is that the last time there uh, any any sport has made it that far? Um, it's a uh, baseball has won a num- um has gone a few times. Um, I'm not sure when, but um, our baseball program is always um, top notch. Um, you know, we 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 got a couple of guys that are in the pros right now. Um, yeah. and, and our volleyball program, boys volleyball program is 
constantly climbing up the ladder. Last year, they were ranked sixth in the nation. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's um, so in, in regards to like the success of the football team, I had spoken to like um people, you know, players who were under our year. And um I know that there was a division or um a league change, is that correct? Or a division change. So the uh the opponents within the league and the division uh that all changed. Is that do you recall that? Yeah, C- CIF is doing some some crazy things now now um you can your your league normally your league is all in the same division of cif so if your if your league was um in division two everybody was in division two now it's not that way anymore you can have your number one team in your league could be in division two and your number three team could be in division seven wow okay so, yeah that's way different Right. And, and they do this, this point system. Um, you know, you can, you know, you can be in division three this year and, and, and have a bad year and drop down to division five oh. and then have a good year and go back up to division four. So yeah. it's, it's all over the place right now wow. for football. Wow. at least. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Are, are you still coaching football currently? Um, this year I, I, I took this year off of football. Um, okay. I coached last year. I, I've been, I've been that guy that, well, whatever the head coach needed me, that's where I would go. And I, mm-hmm. I, I went down and coached freshman for a couple of years, back to varsity. And this okay. year, I just took a year off. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Still uh, defensive backs or linebackers? Well, I. Anything the coach asked me to do, I, I my number one is the defensive backs. Um, I've yeah. been a defensive coordinator. I've been helping out, and and my biggest thing is training other coaches on how to coach these things. So because right. I'm not going to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's actually something I wanted to ask you specifically: is where, um, how did you receive the training, or where did your your coaching skills come from? Uh, because I remember, like, while being a student there, you had this approach where you could cater to different personalities and you knew how to approach, um, you know, each player as an, as an individual to their strengths and their weaknesses in the best way that they'd receive the, you know, the instructions you're trying to give them. Also, you not only coach football, you coach basketball as well. So it's, it's how you want it, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, You know, I, I watched a lot of coaches coach um, being playing, you know, football in high school and in college um, I took a little bit from the coaches I like and, you know, and things that they, they didn't do things that I didn't like, I was not going to do as a coach. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I, I've felt that I've always wanted to be a player's coach, um, advocate for the players, not just for the X's and O's, um, mm-hmm. for all the things that are going around in life, because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up in Irvine. I grew up in Long Beach, you know, which was rough. And right. I had to have somebody listen to my everyday problem, just, you know, getting to school, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, and if, if I didn't have a coach that would listen to me, you know, I was going through difficult times. And so I wanted to be a coach that was always had an open ear for any student that needed somebody to listen to them. Right, right. Definitely. Awesome. That's yeah, what makes you the awesome. best coach. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm happy to still see you there because we've had so many coaching changes as far as football goes. I'm not sure how basketball has gone with that since, but 
you know, we have a lot of coaching shuffle shuffles. Uh, so it's what coach Mustaine, you know, and then we had Shambaugh come in and, you know, it's nice to see that you're still there. It just, just, shows, it just shows how valuable you are to the, to Beckman. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, it's, you know, I said to somebody, I can work for anybody, you know, and um, there's been some coaches here that very difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, not to name names, but I'm naming them. <laughs> we, we had, to, you know, we had to learn to work together because, you know, my, my position on staff is that, uh, yeah. you know, 95% of the things that I do as my job makes the sports program successful um, right. or help them stay successful. Mm-hmm. And without having that working relationship with um, all the coaches, mm-hmm. you know, it's very difficult. And um, and so I had to make sure the coach understood that from six to two thirty, I'm working after two thirty, I'm coaching right. and you have to separate the two. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In like the um, when you know uh, there was a transition as uh, they just said from Mustang to Shambaugh. In um, do you, I, I know it was a while ago, but in the teams that were that went to CIF, were those under Shambaugh's coaching or was that a different coach? Shambaugh last year as a head coach, um, we went to that was our first CIF championship game we went to. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then there was a different head coach after that. Right. It was um, Ken Mashinsky. He came in right after from he was from Riverside area. Um, He came in and he took those kids and ended up going to CIF championship as well. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, one thing I just kind of a more technical question. I'm just curious what like what offense and defense were you guys running in the second year at CIF? Um. We were more of a running team. Um, we ran a little bit of the double wing, and then we would spread it out. Um, I shouldn't say the double wing, the wing T. Um, defensively, I think at that time we were of a four-three defense, uh-huh. and but you know we we slipped in and out of different things based on the personnel and the what the other teams were trying to do. Okay, yeah, that's very cool. It's it's cool to see those things. Um, like you know, a, a lot of us we watch like the football documentaries, like Last Chance You or um, Coach Prime, things like that. So for me, it's like really interesting to know the ins and outs of what the what the staff is doing and how they're scheming. Right. Yeah. It's it's you know it's a lot of um, you know sometimes I say in meetings it's good to agree to disagree. <laughs> um, a lot of arguments over what we should do, what we shouldn't do. You know, the bottom line, the head coach is going to make the decision and it's, you know, not everybody's going to be happy. Um, right. But and it's a, there's a lot of politics behind the scenes um, that goes on that, you know, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And oh, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sure. I yeah, think we all got a taste of that, too. <laughs> I think yeah, as the players, we all yeah. saw that going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's crazy. Like, um, like Jermaine said, like, you know, it's realizing like a lot of times in the in the moment, it was like not something that I realized immediately. But looking back, you know, I could see that. And it's kind of crazy, even at the high school level, that there's so high school level, there's so many politics that can change, like it, almost to say, like, that the best player is not always going to play, you know. 
Oh yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> and and you know I, I have <laughs> stories. I I could write a book. <laughs> you should write you should. that shit. <laughs> you, need to, you need to write that book. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I have a title. This is the season of discontent. There you go. <laughs> yeah. it's coming soon. Probably going to be on HBO Max or something. Right? <laughs> ESPN thirty for thirty, Coach G Way. Hey, Coach, can you speak on? Um, because I know you coach football, but you're also very successful on basketball as well. I've actually followed the Beckman basketball Instagram, and to see the freshman team just continually kicking people's asses from year to year mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. Can you just speak on like how you're able to do that? Because each group of kids are freshmen. They're always going to be different with different skills, different different um, weaknesses. So how do you how are you able to maintain that consistency and just being successful every year? From the, from the basketball perspective. Yeah, plus the politics of pulling certain key players to different, like, JV teams and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I just tell the kids, well, first off, you know, when I get a new group of kids, you know, in the summertime, I just let them play, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to teach them a lot of X's and O's. I want to see what they can do. Yeah. And then it's it's a puzzle, and you, you're, you're, you're trying to find that, that piece that's missing or the piece that fits and put it all together. And one of the things that, you know, I love about the kids that I coach is that I treat them as if they don't know basketball because they got to learn my style. Yeah. Yeah. And my style is, is you give it everything you got every single play or you don't play. And, and it's, and it's simple, you know, you're diving for a loose ball. You're, you're, you're going to play strong. You know, you, you, you have, to have this this you know you have that dog in you i i say you know mm-hmm. i tell the kids what's the difference between confidence and cocky you know like that you know confidence is you're confident in everything you do and i want you to be confident in everything you do for me on the basketball floor and that's the way they go about it all right i mean you keep it nice and simple which is sometimes that's all kids want is just Make it black and white. What do I got to do? And then you make it simple. So that's awesome that you keep that mindset. And, and not only that, I th- you made a great point of letting them play. Because one thing that I really Let the kids play. Liked, yeah, <laughs> when the when we were going out on the field, I think uh, many times coaches just said, "Hey, go out and have fun," because at the end, you know, we could go through the through the different schemes, through the different plays, and you know, a lot of mental, um, you know, a lot of the mental aspect of the game goes in but at the end when you go out there just just have fun and i think that's important for mainly you know especially kids uh, mm. going into high school right that's my that's my number one thing if you're not having fun don't do it don't mm. do it yeah you got you know and i said so we're going to put in the work and we're going to have a lot of fun putting in the work you know that grind is is hard but hey let's have fun doing it mm. and if you don't want to have fun i the best team the best record that I've had from a team, I kicked them out of the gym one time because they wasn't having fun. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I wow. sent them home. Yeah. And I told wow. them there's no reason for me to be in the gym with 15 kids or not having fun when I got two at home and we're we're seven blocks from Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like downtown Disney and have fun. I don't need to be in the gym with you guys. I got kids at home. Yeah. yeah. And next day of practice, I'm I, shoot, I we had too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, 
when you when you say not having fun, were they just kind of robotic and and doing the drills or they were going through the motion? I, I mean, I walked in because my first thirty minutes of practice, most of the time, I'm not even in the gym. You know, mm-hmm. they they. I, I, I say if I have to be in the gym to watch you stretch, to make you run, to make you do layups, like I, then I, you don't want to be here. You oh, guys got to do that on your own. You got to be able to facilitate that and coach each other mm-hmm. up on that. So I walked in the gym and I, I there was no excitement. It was like a morgue. <laughs> and I, I sent them on a baseline and I, and I and I don't make kids run, you know, for punishment because running is what we do. Yeah. Like, so running right, is not right, a punishment. Right. So I sent him the baseline. It was like, oh, that's a shock because we don't go here, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I said, I don't know what happened before I got in the gym, but you guys are not having any fun. If this is the way practice is going to be, practice is over. I'm not mad at you. Something mm-hmm. went wrong somewhere down the line and you guys are not having fun. So I'm going to end practice. I'm going to go home and go on a bike ride with my kids to downtown Disney and have some fun because there's no yeah. reason for me to be in here with you guys. Okay. Yeah. Right, we'll right, come right. back tomorrow. We'll figure it out and we'll get we'll get at it because we have a game in two days. Gentlemen, have a good night. Understanding. I'm not mad at you. Let's not come back this way tomorrow. And was so it a, was it a six thirty morning practice? Because I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a two thirty practice. You know, I, I guess they didn't get any love in class. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. well, because you're that's, able uh, to. Okay. I'm sorry. I just wanted to speak on that real quick because, you know, when you're 14, a freshman, you're kind of put on the spot to think of like adult situations because sometimes, yeah, you don't want to do things, but you got to come to everything that you do the right way and have fun with it. So that's pretty awesome. You put them in a situation where they got to like look at themselves in the mirror and just be like, what the fuck am I doing right now? He's right. So they came back to practice the next day and did that damn thing. So that's fucking cool. Yeah, that is cool. Why? Because fucking in school, no one teaches these kids to figure out what they want to be or what what are they doing with themselves. Just do your schoolwork. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. But it's nice to see that you instill those values in in your players to say, like, you know, either you want it or you don't. And I've seen on your Instagram how you open up the court. I don't know if you've always done it because obviously I wasn't on the basketball team, but you open up the gym at like 6 a.m. for open gym before school. And I always thought that was cool of you to do. Like, it's kind of you giving them every opportunity to get better. And I thought that it's really cool that you do that. It shows how much you care about, you know, the players. And I think that's why everyone gravitates to you because they actually feel that love you're giving them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I get here at 6 in the morning. You know, the gym is empty. You know, Mm -hmm. we got all these things, you know, shooting machines, all this stuff that don't get used in a normal day practice. I said, mm-hmm. well, why do we have them? Mm-hmm. So right. They want to come in the morning and they want to pull them out and use them. So, you know, one of the things is I taught the kids how to do it. Hey, this is how you pull a shooting machine out. This is how you set it up. This is, you know, it took a little time. And then once they start learning, said, now it's your job to teach the next guy. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. right. That's awesome. You know, and, and my whole philosophy is, you know, and especially like with the freshmen, even in football, I said in football, we're only good as our we're only as good as our last guy. Yeah. And right. if we can't coach the last guy up. And then that's, the, you know, when it's his turn to play, because that last guy might be the third string guy. And he's two plays away from being a starter because if the starter gets hurt, second string down in, mm-hmm. he gets hurt now and he's the guy and we didn't work on him. We didn't, right. we didn't train them. Now we count on that guy to, 
you know, to, to hold his spot. And we got to win with him. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. We're going to put the rock in his hand. He's got to run it in. <laughs> and that's been my biggest thing with, with, with coaches, you know, um, who say, well, they're freshmen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Somewhere down the line, that freshman is going to play for you. And so if you're not giving them any, showing them any love or teaching them the right way and, 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 and making them be accountable, then when they get up to your level, then you're like, well, what happened all this other time? Well, nobody gave them, nobody showed them the right way. And so that's why I'm on the freshman level uh, most of the time, because I want them to make sure that they're successful at the next level. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Also, Coach. currently with all the all the new, you know, minutes management, time management, um, sports psychologists, all these new facets of uh, competitive sports now, what makes you valuable is the fact, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, was you're more than a coach. You're almost that father figure for for students. And um, being in the field where I work with a lot of kids, I feel like mental health has been more of an increasing issue in our society. Um, and social media doesn't help that. And there's a lot of studies that show that. And I mean, for me, like I remember going through tough times at the time where you would open the gym later than than usual or, or stay a few hours after practice just to work on my shot so do uh to that i mean one per you help one person you help a thousand people right so mm-hmm. for me personally i i pre- i'm always appreciative of that and i i can almost guarantee that i'm not the only one that has reaped the benefits of making contact with you so really yep. appreciate what you do thank you thank you mm-hmm. absolutely well coach um we all love your mindset. We all love your coaching philosophy. But let's let's take a few steps back. Uh, I know you kind of mentioned a bit that you played sports in college or in high school and college. Uh, give us a little background of your sports career. Um, you know, what sports and where did you play? All right. Um, I played football at Long Beach Poly. Um, so I'm a jackrabbit. Like I, uh, <laughs> and, um, um, you know, it was – it was hard, um, but like I tell the kids, you know, back then, you know, in my year or at, at Poly, there's so much talent, so many athletes that you couldn't afford to take a day off. You couldn't afford to 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 lollygag in practice because that guy behind you is trying to take your job. Okay, he wants to play just as well as you, and so you couldn't go soft. You know that day. Oh, it's my buddy. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna let him look good today. No, they're at Poly. That that guy just now is your starter, hmm. right? Sure. So that's where I get my philosophy that you got to work hard all the time. But I played at Long Beach Poly. We, um, uh, my year, we went to the CIF championship. Um, they got to play in Anaheim Stadium, and you know where the Rams used to play, and um, that was probably one of the funnest games of my life. Um, um, we played against Servite and we lost. And they they had Steve Berline. If you look him up, you know he was a professional quarterback, and um, he um, uh, you know he torched us. <laughs> but it was fun, and and I learned a lot about just just being a good person. 
Okay. Now my, you know, it wasn't always fun at Poly. There was some things that happened to me there. You know, um, I missed hell week, my junior week, my junior year, and I couldn't play varsity. I had to play um, JV and I had to sit the bench for three games because I missed Damn. hell. Week. Okay. Wow. And wow. why did yeah. I miss hell week is because I was being honored as youth of the year for the city of long beach and i was in washington dc representing the city and the coaches did not care wow <laughs> i was uh, <laughs> talk about politics yeah, right you did not That's care nice. you missed hell week you were not playing varsity and i had to make a decision and i knew that and i i decided you know when when is a kid like me you know with you know five brothers one sister mom um raising us going to be able to send you know send me to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read about it. I've seen all the yeah. pictures. I wanted to go touch it. Yeah. Right. Of right. course. And so play varsity or go to D.C. I went to D.C. I think yeah. anyone would make that decision. I think any one of us here, if we were given that opportunity, right. would take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, that happened, and I, I did not like the coaches for their decision. I actually was going to quit, and I mm-hmm. um, my brother wouldn't let me quit. Um, going into my senior year, um, um, at the time, Congress, Congressman Dan Longrum, who was um, running the organization called Capital Classroom that I went to D.C. with, called me and said, hey, I want you on my staff. We're going to D.C. again. And he told me the dates. And it was during Hell Week going into my senior year. So I went and talked to my coaches and they told me if I didn't go to Hell Week, I will sit the bench. And I had to make a decision. And my decision was, I'm going to D.C. And so I went to D.C. and and um, probably one of the greatest experience, you know, I, I, I got to go in the White House. Uh, you know, not too many people oh. can say that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I got to sit on the Senate floor. You know, I got to do a lot of different things. And I went back and I took my punishment. You know, I sat on the bench for three games and I had to fight just to just to you know get some playing time even though i was better than the guy starting over with. <laughs> yeah, right. it's wow. frustrating. that is and, frustrating and then i i got into game number four and i never came out and, yeah, and I, I started the rest of this the year you know and um and then after that i went to um i went to um and I, I was trying to accept a scholarship to Oregon. I wanted a big name. Long Beach State wanted to give me a football scholarship. And I, I went with the big name and it didn't work out and I got sent home. And so then I ended up going to um, um, Cerrito City College. Oh, nice. That, and I'm playing there, you know, with a few injuries here and there. And then um, I went to um, Kentucky um, and then, you know, got a chance to play there a little bit and um, tore my shoulder and and I came home and, uh, you know, finished, finished my education and end up teaching science in San Diego. (laughs) Very cool. So you play for university of Kentucky. You're a wildcat for a little bit. I was a wildcat for a little bit. I went to Moorhead state. um, um, I was going back and forth and, you know, it, it, it was, it, it was a part of my college that I wanted to uh, not think about. It was a lot of racism sometimes in certain mm-hmm. areas. Uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, you get homesick um, because people are not treating you right. I, you know, and, and yeah. I was, a, I was a, you know, I was a youngster. I was, you know, um, you know, I, I was a 16 year old senior, 17 year old freshman in college. So by the time I got to Kentucky, I was still like 19 years old. I was still a wow. little kid and everybody else was like 22, 23, you know, and, um, but I, I learned a lot about life. I learned a lot about who I was, who I was going to be later on in life. And I wanted to, I always knew I wanted to coach and I was just taking bits and pieces from the coaches that I liked. And even the coaches I didn't like, I liked that he did that, but then he complicated with this. I'm never doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. And so I, I, I mimic some of the good things and add my little flavor to it. Wow. That's awesome. I, um, we li- just recently went to a, a sermon about um, communication and they said to pick three um, communicators that you look up to and you want to find flaws in them, not necessarily to look down on them, but to um, view them as colleagues so that you can absorb that and improve yourself. So it's cool seeing that play out in in your mentality of coaching as well yeah and um so coach and you know um Jerezy already kind of sprinkled in some of the experience personal experiences he had with you and um so uh the your your uh story about how you know you ended up going to dc your junior year and that took away your ability to play varsity it brings me back to like one of the more like one of the longer conversations we had uh, with my time at Beckman was when pretty for different reasons, I was never recognized or sent to Washington, but for different reasons, the same thing happened to me my junior year. And I forgot where we were, where we went to camp um, going into the junior year season. But um, that's when they told me that I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to have like a, a full-time position like on the varsity team. And um the first day of practice, uh, coming back from camp, uh, I, I was like hesitant. I almost didn't go back to playing. Um, I arrived like probably like an hour late or something, and um, other teammates were calling me and stuff. And I remember that day, you were the one who I spoke to about like what I was feeling, and um, you know, I really was like conflicted uh, at that time I'll never forget I mean it's been so many years now but I won't forget how I felt and um, I have to attribute that conversation I had to you with not quitting and you know continuing through junior year and senior year and I think that was the best thing that could happen so I want to thank you for that you know and all the conversations we had together during that time yeah that was after the Tehachapi camp huh yeah, yeah, I thought it was, but yeah, I I thought it was Tehachapi, but um, I couldn't remember. But yeah, so that's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Good so thank Tehachapi. you for that. Thanks for your guidance Tehachapi and all, all that. Right, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, coach, um, this is more like basketball related. Um, like as like when my my me and Jarrell's time there, you know basketball has changed so much in terms of like how you play it now so did you i know you said you haven't really changed your coaching style 
but can you speak on like how you adjusted from you know back then it was like feed the post and then it's like inside out now it's kind of just like outside in or just like free flowing um can you speak on like how you're able to manage these different uh generations of players because i mean when i was playing i was not trying to shoot no step back threes i was trying to like get an and one like layup or something <laughs> you get you get benched for shooting threes from way out there yeah, you know yeah. what I'm <laughs> <laughs> the the game has dramatically changed and um you know and every time we get a new basketball coach we're now into our i think our our fifth new head fifth coach here oh wow mm-hmm. um you know their style their philosophy and um uh, you know you're playing with that um I I run um, a read and react, and within the read and react, you know anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And the 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 best part of the read and react is you got to teach. Now you talked about the step back three. I have a friend who's a personal coach, and he he um, he um, trains kids on the step back the step back three with the cold drag and all this stuff, you know, and I'm like, you know, right. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to teach them that you got to teach them when to use it. Yeah. And so now my philosophy has been the last, you know, couple of years, you know, six, seven years is these kids come in with all these different skills, different skill sets is we're going to go back to the basics and now I'm going to teach them when to use it, mm-hmm. how to use it, and mm-hmm. why you're using it. Yeah, and that's what I think is lost in in the transition from you know personal coach because they're going to teach them. Oh, you got to do this because every NBA player is doing that. We ain't NBA. We ain't freshmen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you you can't even make a simple bounce pass. And you want to throw one through your legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have to back back them up a little bit, and you know, and you know, this year has been you know has been one where. I keep sending them clips and clips and clips of different coaches talking about different things. And one of the ones, one of the ones I saw the other day is that somebody was talking about Kobe. So they watched Kobe for two hours in a gym doing layups and, (laughs) you know, drop steps to the baseline, drop step to the middle of the mic and drilled and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And he said, I asked Kobe, said, really Kobe for two hours, you're just doing the basic drills. You're the best player in the NBA in the world. And that's what you're doing. He said, that's what makes me the best player. Because mm-hmm. nobody do these drills. Uh, right. Right. Exactly. So Secret send, sauce. Right. So I send these things to these kids right now to these my players and saying, okay, this is why we do these drills. Okay. The other key thing that I, I do is I don't do just mundane drills. Mm-hmm. Every drill that I do is going to show up in the game. And case point today, we had an outlet. It was a two on one and we didn't make the right pass. And I said, I said, hey, it's the drill. It's the drill. We do this drill every single day. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I said, so you got to make a pass and then you're going to get it back. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I do these drills, because it's drills that we're going to do. Every single day, I don't do drills with a basketball and you're throwing a tennis ball off the wall. And <laughs> you know, that shit pops up on my feet. I'm just like, what is the point right now when you don't even have the, the IQ to like make the right play? 
Because some 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 players don't even like. I mean, I have some experience coaching like little kids, nothing like freshmen, but they're like fifth graders, and even like a give and go, like basic cut kind of play. I need, I need to instill that in them because they're always trying to just between the leg, behind the back, like spin move and trying to do all this crazy shit. I'm like, bro, you can't even like make the right basic IQ play. So <laughs> I'm glad that you are still teaching these kids. It's just humbling them a little bit to like, yo, I mean, we're not an NBA refreshment, so get back to the basics. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. They, IQ is, is, it's the same. I, I say, you know, I asked the kids to say, okay, tell me, raise your hand. If you play a club, if you played, you know, NJB, AAU, and all these kids raised their hand. Mm-hmm. And then and then I was like, okay, raise your hand if you played for over three or four or five years. And they raised their hand. I said, all right, now let me ask you a basic question. What is this line call? <laughs> um, that's the out-of-bounds line. No, son, that's the baseline. <laughs> so I start off every summer with teaching them what the lines are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, so that they know. So when I'm saying lane line extended, you know what the lane line is. Yeah, yeah. People line extended, you know mm-hmm. what it is. Is it because mm-hmm. they don't know any of that stuff? Because all they would do is, hey, go, go, just go, go score. Yeah. And so, you know, and the, the biggest downfall that the players these years have is everybody based their game on their offense. Mm-hmm. I didn't score 15 mm-hmm. points, coach. I had a bad game. Oh, shoot, you had six steals. Yeah. You know, seven right. assists. Yeah. Like that. yeah. You know, they, they, everything's based on their offense. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, that's that, that's crazy how it's switched because, at least for me, I don't, I know Jarrell has a different experience, but for me, I kind of like found my role as defense. Like if I'm going to play, I got to show them what I've got on defense. And that's how I base my, I like if I can get some charges or a couple of steals, like that's how I know I got a, a good game. Not how many points I score. Of course, it'd be nice to like drop a 20 piece, but sometimes that ain't going to happen with all the other players on your team. So how are you going to affect the game in different ways that don't show up on the stat sheet? So it's crazy how like players now are basing it just purely on offense. And it's, I mean, you're just confirming it because your 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 team. I mean, your your team right now is kind of disappointed when they only have a few points. But you're trying to raise them up by saying, "Yo, you got six steals, so are you tripping?" Right. I think also like that shows the player's IQ of the sport too. If you're only worried about offense, you know, mm-hmm. um, I heard this quote from Mayweather. He said the casuals only care about offense, but the people who really know boxing or the people who really know basketball, they start caring about the defense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, those stats, I feel like when a player is aware of their steals and their – I mean, I, w- I think I was leading the team with charges at the time when I was yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell a lot of people with charges too. <laughs> um, I think me and Jarrell tried to compete on like, who can take more charges at some point. I think Tim Tim too was up there, <laughs> yeah, right? Tim, yeah, yeah. Tim, no, Tim Lay was a beast. He was good. He was good at that shit. <laughs> I had a player who I asked, a varsity player, why did you take the charge? He mm-hmm. said Coach, um, well, he, he was he was up so high that I didn't want his nuts in my face. <laughs> <laughs> his crush was probably in the bench, so valid. Coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, he went to the bench real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was his comment. Oh, I, I didn't want his nuts in my face. I was like, you well, know, really? Take the charge. Yeah. Take Fuck the charge. That. That's the right play to do. You got to do it no matter what. 
no, as a charge know. taker, so crucial because the offensive player sees that and takes it as a challenge, and it's just you know it's it's almost a yeah. trap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we're dealing with now, but it's it's fun to see you know uh, um, when it all comes together. Like my mm-hmm. you know this year freshman team uh, doing pretty well. We're twenty one and three right now. Damn! Wow! Seven zero in league league champs. Nice! Um, wow, amazing! And so yeah. it's 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 fun. I I had a coach um, say that it's unfair for me to be coaching freshman basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Proof is in the pudding coach. (laughs) Coach, can you also speak on what, I mean, I know you said like, that's why you've been staying with freshmen because you want to teach them success, but is there any other reason why you want to just stick to freshmen? Cause I feel like you're so good. You could be like a varsity coach somewhere. So yeah, I'm sure there's another reason, deeper reason that you're staying at the freshman level. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a lot of controversy behind it, but um, I applied for the varsity job twice here at Beckman and was denied. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> hashtag protest. Let's do it. Hashtag, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's go stand in front. Hire Galloway. Hire Galloway. <laughs> last, last, last season, you know, they, we have a first year guy this year and, um, um, he got the job over me and, you know, and, wow. and it, it was, it was, it was frustrating. It was, um, you know, I, I questioned, you know, the loyalty mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, when, when you put 18 years of service on, you know, with the staff, the, you know, the students and, you know, the program, you know, you, you, you figured, Hey, you know, something good to come out of it. Mm-hmm. And, this last time I applied, I didn't, I didn't, they didn't give me the job. And, you know, I, I, I was walking away and I had made a promise two years ago um, to a kid who was in the um, seventh grade. And, and I told him when he became a freshman at Beckman high school, I would coach him and he's a freshman this year. And okay. so, after being frustrated and questioning, you know, the loyalty of, you know, key players, you know, that made the decision, mm-hmm. you know, I, I decided that I was going to coach this young man because I promised him that I would be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's on my freshman team and he's starting on my team, um, doing an outstanding job. Um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't break that promise. Yeah. And that, just, um, that just shows how much of a bigger person you are, like given, that you weren't getting the position you wanted, but that just shows you're a really true player's coach. So that's awesome, man. I'm glad you kept that promise to that young man, and I hope he remembers that for the rest of his life. Man, that's crazy, yeah. I always knew something was up with that basketball program, man. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Always you. (laughs) But, Coach, despite all that, I mean, starting from the first year at Beckman, I'm so happy for the success that you're reaping with the basketball program. Cause when you, when we started, I was in that sophomore team, you know, that sophomore team with coach Henderson. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Our record was two and like, I don't even know, but um, sticking through it, seeing all the, um, the changes and the, the, the new success that the basketball program has, has reaped 
from you is is it's very cool to see from the outside so it's pretty cool yeah i'm you know i'm still having fun i'm still having fun you know very even cool. you know the, the you know the the last you know eight years you know i've been dealing with a uh a lot of different things where you know a mom being sick and you know um and trying to coach all at the same time so it's always a tug of war you know mm -hmm. and but when you when you're winning it all feels good yeah. you know and, and you know my mom's in my mom was in the hospital and i told her i'm gonna miss my game and she told me that she was gonna get out of the bed and whoop me like, <laughs> <laughs> at that point you gotta listen to moms you know right. yeah. you know them black moms they, yeah. they don't play that shit yeah. you know, keep the oxygen cord and whoop me <laughs> coach uh, coach i got a question for you and this applies to like all sports where you know, there's this thing that we don't realize as high school players that um, this, you know, this opportunity is going to come and go really quickly. So, mm -hmm. like, what what do you what do you do to try to, you know, uh, put that realization in kids? Because um, I know for sure it passed way quicker than I would have liked it to. And um, it's just something that's like uh, it's an idea that is so simple. But, like, you know, we just don't realize that. Well, you know, I, I tell them to say, you, you never know when it's going to end. You never know, you know, uh, when it's going to be over. And it could be you, you, you know, you tear your knee mm -hmm. and you're done. You, you, you know, um, a medical condition, you know, um, and it's over, you know, and, and I just let them know that, you know, if you're going to do it, give it everything you got. Cause you never know when it's going to be over. Like, and it's going to go by real, real quick, real right. quick. And, you know, and to watch the kids, you know, from freshmen now they're seniors and this senior night and it's their last game or whatever. And they're crying and they're the first thing they say, you're right, coach. It yep. went by fast. I didn't know it was going to be that fast. I, yeah. Life yeah, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. I, I remember that in our um, senior year, our last game for football versus uni, like when it ended, like it hit me that quick. I'm like, that's it. Like it's over. I'm not playing another down. I'm not playing another game ever. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it sucked. That feeling in that moment of seeing, well, first of all, we lost that game. <laughs> so it sucked. It felt, it felt like crap that we lost, but I mean, it felt even worse realizing like, damn, we didn't like our goals of making playoffs, our goals of all this, like it didn't come to fruition and it's, it's over. It's done. And I think you're right on that aspect is that, we need to, well, not we, but the, the kids that are in that opportunity need to realize that it's going to come, it's, it's here, enjoy it. And like you said, give it your all because you never know when it, like you said, a medical condition or an injury, but at the end, you know, they reach the final, <clears throat> the final game in their senior year, that feeling could hit them. So, I mean, I'm glad that you actually um, put it in their head. That's like, Hey, you need like, give it your all because you never know when it's going to end. Right. Yeah, there's no there's no worse feeling than um, you know, re, no yeah, exactly and knowing that you could have done so much more to be a better player and like you're just like, you know, in the back subliminally or the back in your mind, you're always thinking, "Oh, I have time. I have time. I have time." Next thing you know, this is your last, it's your last game. <laughs> also, as as 
being those kids back then that were that used to be told that that kind of stuff. It sounds cliche, sounds like a broken record, but it's so true. Like I used to hear that as a kid and be like, yeah, sure, you know what I mean. But like looking at everybody here, it's like, damn, that shit went by fast, <laughs> <laughs> right, too right, fast. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it still feels like it's yesterday. You know, when you think back yeah. on these memories, like I know you, Jarrell and Francis yeah. probably think back at basketball. And he's like, damn, it feels like yesterday. But, you know, sometimes I'll talk to Danny about stories about <laughs> back then. And it's just like, dude, I can't believe it's been that long. And I I didn't play my senior year just because things happened with with the coach at the time. And I wasn't really happy with what he was telling me. So I was like, you know, I'm going to quit, but I'm going to stay and help the team, whatever. But it was at that point throughout that senior year. I was like, man, I kind of wish I was playing again. Like I miss playing, but. The coach told me, you're just going to be practicing. You're not going to play. I was like, so that didn't motivate me to stay at all, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. There, uh, I, 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 I talked to a lot of different coaches about how you approach kids, how you say things. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I said, you know, if you tear a kid down, you got to build them back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, you know, I told a coach, you know, a couple of years ago, never tell a kid he's not going to play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you know he's not going to play, <laughs> you, know, you don't tell him that, you know, uh, you got it. You got it. You know, um, sometimes that kid needs a program more than a program needs a kid. True. Okay? Absolutely. Those, yeah. are ones, Absolutely. those are the ones you got to, you got to hold on to because mm-hmm. they're there for a reason. They want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you tell them, well, I don't know why you're on the team. You ain't never going to play. You know, they, they want to be a part. Now you just you just tore them down. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, there was some hope, some life, you know, like that. And they want to be a part of something. Um, and you get coaches that understand that and you get some coaches that don't, you know, right. and, and, and and that's my fight. Any argument where I had to um, let's see get out of my my nice guy mode and go into my ghetto mode has been <laughs> something like that. You know, I, I, I have cussed out a few people here and there. You know, like, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, street mentality came out a few times. <laughs> For sure. And I'm sure you had every, every um, I wouldn't say every right to, but you know, there with you, coach. I know, like there, there was a definite reason why you did that, and I'm sure you, you were putting them in their proper place. Oh yeah. So, so you're saying he had every right to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Words. Hey, I, I will say though, from personal experience of coaching kids, like yeah, you're right. These kids probably won't even play basketball or football after college. They're just you know they're they're athletic and it's more of a time to just bond with the kids and have that social interaction and have that competitive environment where they can excel and take those traits later on outside of high school but i don't know i guess the, the, there is some positives to the coaches that get hired into schools with that competitive drive of you know treating it like the nba opposed to you know, we're, it, it's just Beckman basketball. Like, let, let's have fun. And if we do well and we excel, then that's almost like an added bonus to what we're doing. So I feel like it's almost bad cop, good cop to a successful team, would you say? Being a part of a lot of teams or or what would you say is the formula for that? 
Well, I think in every coaching, um, you know, um, aspect, there is good guy, bad guy, you know, mm -hmm. bad cop, good cop, you know, because one kid's going to like you and one kid's not. You know, I, you know, there's there's some players that didn't like me at all. Like, uh, um, oh, why? I don't I don't know. I, I I'm just being me, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. um, but, you know, you, you just got to roll with that. And, and, you know, this coach is going to yell and scream. Now, I wasn't a yelling and screamer guy, you know, and um, and then if I did yell and scream, everybody knew, oh, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a normal, normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the thing, you know, and going back to, you know, the last, you know, being the last game, you know, I kids asked me about my last game, you know, uh, uh, my last game of high school. I lost the CIF championship game, you know, oh, no. my last game of college, you know, um, I tore my shoulder, you know, what did I have? What did I have after that? I've, I've always been an athlete. I've always, you know, I, that's what I knew. That's what I knew how to do, but what's my fallback plan, mm -hmm. you know? And I said, cause it, it ends quick. And now, now you got to figure out, okay, what am I doing? I can't, I can't do this anymore. You know, I I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to play, you know, um, anymore. What do you do? So you got to have, you know, you got to have that fallback plan and I'm all constantly, you know, on the kids about their grades, you know, mm -hmm what are you going to do after, after sports? You know, if you don't make it to the pros, you know, had, I, I did have an interesting one um, growing up in Long Beach. And I told the kids this story. I said, that, um, you know, you get a lot of friends that says, dude, we know you're going to make it. We know you're going to make it. Don't forget me when you make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I would never hear that, <laughs> you know. And I and I said this to 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 some of my friends because you know I was I was a smart aleck. I thought I was a philosopher. I you know, um, I said, "Don't forget me when I make it." I said, oh, oh, "Don't forget me if I don't make it." Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. That's fucking real, right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Wow. You know, and, and and it and it comes to it because I didn't make it, and in and now I was a, a, a has been. I was, you know, a, um, you know, we were just telling you that because you know we wanted to make you feel good. You know, I, I, a lot of that came out of people. You know, and 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 I said so. You you got to be able to take the good with the negative and figure out okay how do you overcome, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and so. That's one of the things I tell the kids all the time. You know, people are going to say, "Hey, you're good at this. Don't forget me when you go big time." You know, I said because they want a they want a piece of your pie. Yeah, right. right. But if you don't have yeah. a pie, you tell them, "Hey, if I don't have that, don't forget me." Okay, still include me in all the things that we used to do. Yeah, and um, and and when they don't, you know who your true friends were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, new, phone, new phone, who's this? That's funny. Were you going to say something, Francis? No, 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 I'm good. Okay. Coach, I mean, for 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 everyone to reap the beneficial um, characteristic traits that they have kind of absorbed from being around you, I feel like you've had potent life experiences that kind of shaped who you are and 
and been able to develop like mental tools in order to handle a lot of these adversity because talking to you and getting to know some of the hurdles that you were faced with in life, they seem like a lot of heartbreaking moments just because they were so close to you, like passionately, like in sports, you know, how are you able to almost stoically go through that and kind of not let it affect your coaching method and your style? And, well, and you mentioned um, you absorbed coaches. Were there any particular coaches that really made an impact on you? Um, you know, at the first part of your question is I, I, I try, I try to not let people read me all the time. Okay. Um, you know, if, you know, I, like I said this, if I fall in front of a lot of people, I'm not embarrassed. I don't show that I'm embarrassed. I, you know, I, that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I might joke about it and say, Hey, you know, but you okay. You okay. Did I get a 10 for my landing? <laughs> I'll get a 10 I'm going to have to do this all over <laughs> and so you know and people say well you got to let it out you got to let all those emotions out you know like that and and every mm-hmm. once in a while I got to step aside and you know have my person that I can talk to about my failures or or the things that are going on that 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 you know, was, was bad for me. I have, I have a person I can cry on their shoulder, mm-hmm. people I can lean on like, I, but is my problems, everybody else's problem. No. So if I'm mad at somebody else, why am I taking it out on everybody else? They had nothing to do with it. So my whole philosophy in life is, is that, you know, you got to see the good out of everybody. My guess. And, and, and if they have, if you have something to share that's going to make them better, my God, share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my life experience, even though some of it was negative, how did I make it positive? I shared. This is how I dealt with this situation. You might deal with it a little differently. He might deal with it a little differently, but it made me who I am. And so I'm not going to. Um, harp on all the negative. Somebody's held me back. Nobody gave me this. Nobody. No, I'm going to go get that. I'm going to, I'm, I'm working for it. I'm going to work hard to get what I got. And if I didn't get it, oh my God, I'm working harder. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the coolest part of that is my son, you know, I, you guys probably see pictures of my son yeah. on my page or anything, mm-hmm. you know, it's sophomore year in high school. Um, on the track team at, at Fountain Valley, he had a very difficult time like that. And he had a goal. His goal was to be a 40 foot triple jumper like that. And he hit that goal. Well, the orange County championship was coming around and he didn't get selected to go. Oh, and wow. I knew as a soft, as a freshman, he, he went to the orange County championship as a freshman. So I knew I was, he was going as a sophomore. He he's a 40 foot triple jumper. There's not too many sophomores that do that. And he didn't get selected to go. Wife wasn't happy. He was crying. And I walked on the scene like, okay, what's going on? Like, yeah. And so my wife told me, you need to go talk to the coach. You need to go tell the coach. You know, the coach is treating them unfairly. I don't talk to coaches. Like, yeah. I didn't want parents come talking to me and yelling at me. So I'm not going to yell at a coach. So I told my son, I say, hey, look, you go ask your coach. He came back and he was crying. And I said, what did your coach say? said, I'm not working hard enough. So I pat him on the back and said, work harder, son. 
Mm-hmm. That was my that was my goal. To work harder. Mm-hmm. If the coach, if you think what you're doing right now is hard enough, it ain't hard enough for that person, and that person is making the decision. So you got to work as hard as the person or harder than the person who's making the decision so that they don't can't make a decision that you're not going to go because they're going to fail you if you don't work as hard as they want you to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's been my whole thing. Hey, you think you're working hard? I want a little, I want a little more. Mm-hmm. If you can't give me a little more, I get to make that decision. So you got to work as hard as the person who's making the decisions. So there's mm-hmm. no doubt. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's that's what I tell uh, tell the kids, uh, you know. And yeah. so, probably why my team always working real hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if, like, you know, players or in any sport, anyone who's really good at it, it seems like they don't feel the need to work hard for it because they're so good at it. You know, you see that a lot. And I don't, yeah. I forgot who said that quote, where it's like, "Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard." And, Mm -hmm. you know, just with you saying that, that's kind of you instilling that fact. It's like, hey, you may be good, but if you're not working hard, that's not going to get you any further than you want to go. Mm -hmm. So I think it's cool how, like, you didn't you didn't try to, like, sympathize in a way that your son expected you to. But you sympathize Mm -hmm. with him, but you also agreed that he needs to work hard. Yeah, that was that was my whole life thing. I, I didn't win any brownie points for my wife on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep on the couch. Uh, the TV's there. Mark and I were best friends that day. <laughs> it's funny too. As, as co- coaching now, I feel like um, players pride themselves on making kind of making things look easy too. You know, yeah. Um, like I don't know personally. I had a lot of Steph Curry fans when I would coach uh, kids, and you know how he hangs the mouth guard out, off his mouth, kind of moves all lackadaisical. They, they, they value that more than like diving for the ball, getting their shirts dirty and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way to really. I, I mean, I don't have the tools to to be like, man, you're being a little. Little softy. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, I remember like we were having what was it, tackle basketball, and it was hailing oh, in the outside. And then oh, wow. one of the other players split his chin wide open because he fell on the floor. <laughs> and it's just thinking it's like, damn, I can't believe we went through that. We were getting tackled right out on the concrete. <laughs> I'm guessing that doesn't happen anymore. We don't have to mention that. We don't want to get Coach Calandro. <laughs> it wasn't Coach running. <laughs> it was another Coach. Yeah, I think yeah, it was Shamba, right? It was Shamba. Mustang. No. Yeah. But Mustang was cool, so shout out to Mustang. <laughs> yeah, if he's listening. He's, he's still coaching. Oh, yeah? Where's he at now? He's at, uh, I think, Lucerna High School in um, um, Whittier area. Oh, okay. nice. You guys still keep oh, in very touch? Cool. Um, yeah, I still keep in touch with him. Nice. Oh, cool. Uh, Coach, so, you know, with all the uh, changes in football, like um, the CTE stuff and, um, you know, the hitting, the tackling, all the stuff we've, we've seen over the past few years, what how's that affected high school football? Um, it, it, it changed the way that you um, you tackle and you, you hit. Um, um, we had to go through a whole new training on, you know, what is the proper way to tackle so, you know, you're not getting a concussion or you're not breaking a neck. And um, 
it really hit hard to some of the old school coaches because they don't know anything other than put your head in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it, it, it changes things because now everybody's talking about if you do it wrong, if you're teaching the kids the wrong way and you have a kid to have a problem, it's a lawsuit. And, wow. and, and it doesn't even have to be the parents that's coming after you. It can be the state, you know, wow. that's and, crazy. Um, you know, and you lose your teaching credential or you use, lose your ability to work with kids because now they, they, they throw a tag on you called negligence. Hmm. And if wow. you're negligence, you know, that's a bigger, that's, that's a bigger tag. So, um, yeah, so everybody had to learn, learn how to, uh, um, or have to be retrained on, on how the proper way of tackling and, and doing different things. And, you know, and, and a lot of it's still subjective. It's still subjective, right. you know? Yeah. Right. What, what about practices? I know back then we would have our two days and, you know, we, pads and everything and sometimes still go full contact but like um has that changed like kind of like the nfl where they do like practices in the summer and then come season okay they they start practicing normal or is it still hard in the let's say right before the season start, like you know the two a days hell weeks per se before you answer that coach if you need to take a minute or you need to wrap it up soon you can just just let us know okay um the um there's no really such thing as two a days anymore or hell week. Oh wow! Um, Not in this woke man. culture. Right. <laughs> no, it's, you know, and with with all the medical things that are going on and players passing away on the field, and you know the heart problems and everything that oh. there's so many underlying things that we don't know about a lot of these kids. Like that, and if you hmm. push one too hard, like that. You're gonna have a you're gonna have an incident, my okay. God. Right. And even with um, you know um, Mustangs last year, you know. Um, I remember that. Know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were there. We were there. yeah. We we're right. on the field with them. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I mean that 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 ruined his career at Beckman. Basically, I mean he stepped down a year after, um, and and you know through the whole investigation, you know. Um, you know, some, somebody had to do something wrong. It had to be a coach. You know, did he make him run too much? Did he not give him enough water? Um, uh, um, did you, were you checking on him? Were you looking at him? You know, was you making sure? You know, there was a lot of questions asked, you know, and 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 and, it, and it's hard. Um, so a lot of coaches have backed away from a lot of different things just based, based on that, you know. Um, and then CIF and then the law start changing on how you can do things. And, um, and you know, if you want to call it, it softened up the game. It has because you, you, you can't make kids, you know, go hard. I mean, you don't see those, those great hits anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, you just grow up and you, you, you're on a bus going to a game and you got a video of the NFL greatest hits. Right. <laughs> Oh, that so, ain't how far are we from uh, flag football? Can't <laughs> <laughs> touch with Pat. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's something you know. You guys are saying now. A couple of years ago, they were talking about football being abolished in the oh, high school level. Nah. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, it was it was a big thing with that. And then um, when COVID hit, and then nobody could play football, 
And then all of a sudden, all these club football teams start popping up like that. And so everybody thought, okay, club is going to take over almost just like club basketball has almost took over high school basketball. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's, 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 you know, you can do almost anything you want in, in club because those coaches are not bound to the rules of, 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 you know, the school districts oh, and I CIF, I see you know, like that. there's nobody standing over them saying, you can't do this. You can't do that. I'll take the chance if this happened at the school, they're telling you, no, you're not taking that chance. This is what you're going to do. And if you don't do it our way, we're going to fire you. In the club level, it's not somebody, somebody with money is giving them money to, Hey, coach my kid and all these other kids. And so during during the pandemic, we, there was a lot of club football popping up and, you know, kids getting helmets and shoulder pads and practicing and hitting and playing games like that. And it was like, okay, who's regulating these helmets? Mm -hmm. Are those helmets certified? Is there any cracks or anything in there? You know, there was nobody doing that. Wow. And so that was, that was interesting. And now with with you saying that, uh, you know, the game has softened up where there's no more hell week or two a days, has there been an increase in injuries during the season? Because, you know, the body just doesn't adjust to it like it used to, I guess. It's just more like, okay, we'll do like practices and then boom, game time. It's less callous almost. Um, Exactly. I, I don't think it's been an increase. I don't think it's declined either. Like, uh, you know, it's a hit okay. and miss thing. Um, but are the kids prepared? I think they, they're they prepared for light contact, not for another team who's coming out to, to, to whack you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they're, you know, some of those kids are not prepared for that, especially the kids who have never played Pop Warner or played football. You know, they just know that, hey, we – hey, we're going to go through this drill. He's going to hit me. He's going to take me down. I'm going to land on that bag, you know, that, that cushion. That kid's coming at a hundred miles an hour and he hits you. It's like, Oh my God, my shoulder hurts. Oh, my shoulder, my back hurt. You know, <laughs> I remember you guys, you, uh, you guys would always say, if you're not going full speed, you're going to get hurt. Like, yes. uh, yeah, we going, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's exactly what you're just describing now. <laughs> hmm. Are those um are those regulations throughout all like is that um statewide or is that like county is it different per county? This the, it's um a, a lot of the rules are statewide, but then <clears throat> the um CIF runs you know the high school sports mm-hmm. and um but with 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 that being said, each school district gets to set aside or set their own rules and standards to you know as long as they are not lower than what cif is they can be higher the stringent could be higher but it can't mm-hmm. be lower uh-huh. like that. and so there were some rules that you know like tussin unified school district made like uh, that was like well, what, what, wait a minute irvine's doing this but uh, they didn't want us doing that and mm-hmm. so they can set they can set their own standards mm-hmm. okay. Okay. interesting that makes sense yeah and i now- wonder i wonder how the like irvine schools are doing against like the la schools like are they just like oh shit it's a different breed of here right. <laughs> but it, it, it is so funny because i i keep saying we need to take these kids out of this out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. um, the world when you get out in the real world there the comfort zone is is you know it's gone <laughs> 
there ain't no comfort zone. (laughs) You know, you saying that, Coach, actually just brought, you know, made me think. And I really appreciate all the coaches in, in football that would always say, like, compare the game to life because it's always mm-hmm. about overcoming that adversity um, right. and also having the right, you know, the right people behind you. So that your team, so everyone could work together to reach that common goal. So, I mean, with that, I just, I just kind of wanted to piggyback a little bit, but yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, you know, it's a whole, you know, you, you step out of Irvine is a whole different, you know, involvement. Like I did. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It's such a bubble. <laughs> right. Well, it, 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 this 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 year has been funny because we went to um, um, scrimmage Lakewood High School, you know, mm. and, and, um, for basketball. And Lakewood is a is a is a good city. It's mm. a good city, you know, yeah. and it's it's a predominant you know Caucasian city, you know. But Long Beach Unified School District, the kids can bus to any school they want to. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're we're walking into Irv, uh, I mean, to Lakewood my my little freshman team you know and 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 <laughs> but my kids and they think we're in the hood yeah <laughs> and, you know, and they're they're now you know used to, they they're walking far apart now this 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 amoeba because they're all together because they're, <laughs> they're and, you know and i have a i i you know you guys might have seen that i broke my foot yeah. So um I so I'm on my little knee scooter and I'm rolling and I'm like, okay, why are y'all all next to me? <laughs> so just to watch some of the kids, you know, my kids who are scared, their eyes are big, and and then the kids from Lakewood saying, you know, y'all come to y'all come to play basketball? Easy like, pickings. <laughs> you know, I ain't even going to the game. Ain't even, ain't no reason for us to go to the game. They're gonna play them, you know. <laughs> and, and then one kid was saying, um, um, you know, semi-racial, you know, he said, um, Asian food, Asian food, noodles, noodles. noodles. Oh, no. oh. So it was like, you know what? And it was it, to me, I was like, okay, welcome to life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Welcome to life. And so I made a comment before we walked in the gym. I said, look, guys, I said, my mom taught me something a long time ago. People called her names and said things about her. And she said that she told somebody, I've been called worse things by better people. You don't phase me. Mm-hmm. So anything these kids say to you walking in here, don't let it phase you. Don't let them think that you're 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 scared of it. You know, like that, like just walk by, like, yeah, whatever. Okay. And so the coolest thing happened. We walked in the gym and somebody knew me. And all I heard was, G Way, G Way. I say, <laughs> y'all just got credibility because I'm known. <laughs> street cred right and so it was it was the coolest thing to see oh coach you know you know people here i grew up in this area yeah. <laughs> and so and that, that's cool but they got out of that little bubble and they you know and they realized that hey we can play basketball against these kids mm-hmm. they, you know we're the same age you know we do the same thing and you know and we end up winning the scrimmage you know, like that, and they felt better about themselves, you know, like that. And they learned, hey, we're not in Irvine anymore. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's Toto? He's not here. <laughs> you know? So that that was fun. And 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 I think they grew up. I think they grew up. 
with, with, awesome. that, with that experience. Yeah. I coaching, um, seeing, seeing a good group of kids play as a team and then, you know, you put them against a team and go full, full speed game time. They get, they get a little nervous. They, they start worrying about the external factors. Like, you know, did somebody see me miss that shot and kind of overthink the game. And when they finally kind of put it together, it's, it's rewarding seeing it from the side and knowing that you played a key part into getting them to open their eyes and see what the game is for what it really is. So that's cool to see. <laughs> and, and with that, with that story, coach, um, I mean, going into Lakewood over the years has, has the approach in coaching um, the kids been different because I know back then <laughs> it was probably different. I think coaches were more straightforward and, you know, saying not everything that was on their mind, but you know, sometimes there was things where we're like, damn. Like, you're not allowed to but, say that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but now, has has that changed to where, you know, your approach has to be has to be different? Well, it it it, it has because you you know you got to you got to do everything as if somebody's taping you all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I what was funny that. to what was funny to you know 15, there would be one that it wasn't funny. And go home and say, look, a coach on video saying this and doing, you know, like that. And that parent takes offense. And so, yes, you 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 have to watch what you say. You have to um, you can't be, you know, straightforward, you know, and um, I don't try to sugarcoat anything. I, if, if you're not a good player, you're not a good player. You know, mm-hmm. football, you know, now now there's a lot of. You know, like, for instance, uh, football, you take practices. Okay, so you videotape your practices now. In basketball, you know, we have a camera in our gym that's called Huddle, and I can videotape all my practices. So if I tell a kid, like, look, you're not a good shooter. And then mommy and daddy didn't like that, and they're like, they want to go after you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I can show the videos. Okay. Uh, here's <laughs> <laughs> you shoot from half court every fucking time. Right. <laughs> Is this your son? He ain't working hard. Like I told him he needs to start running. Like, uh, but he said he didn't feel good. So, oh, so all of a sudden, because it's game time, he feels good. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, yeah. you know, you, 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 you it's, it's like that because, it, you know, and, and one of the, the the hardest thing about coaching is dealing with, you know, sometimes with the parents, you know, mm-hmm. and you can, you know, I have an amazing group of parents this year. Amazing. Okay. It's not always been that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I've had parents go after me, you know, uh, uh, trying to, trying to get me fired, you know, wow. and you, know, you, you have a 25 and five record and the kid was a starter and you still have a parent that's not happy. <laughs> you know, wow. and, right? My other book that I'm planning on. Right now, <laughs> I, 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 I might pull this pull pull this one out, but um, it's it's a book on emails. Oh, you know oh, that, you, uh, that you get from you know parents. I have a lot of good ones. I have some bad ones. You know, and and uh, you know, and it's 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 you know I haven't had a title for this one, but it's, it's basically. <laughs> Um, what the parents say, yeah, you yeah. know, and I got a whole manila envelope full of emails. <laughs> <laughs> it's your, it's your content for your book, 
Parents Uh-oh. say the darnest things. Parents gone wild. You know, and it, it's, 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 you know, I was at a game with um, Laguna Beach versus, I can't think who they were playing against. Now, I want to say Woodbridge. And Laguna Beach is winning. You know, they're beating Woodbridge. And I was sitting in the stands. I was watching Woodbridge. Mm-hmm. And um, um, there was another coach from another school sitting not not far from me. And the Laguna Beach coach was having an argument with a parent in the stands. <laughs> it's going back and forth. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You're, you're winning and the parents are still not happy. <laughs> and, and I'm watching and I found out who the son was of the parent. That kid's playing. And he's shooting and he's dribbling and he's doing everything. Uh-huh. And you still are yelling at the coach. Okay. I, I and I was like, the coach said something that was real. He said, that's why coaches re- retire because of parents like you. Oh shit. Wow. Wow. Okay. What was funny, the parents said, Well, we're waiting on you to retire. So why don't you do it now? Damn. Damn. Whoa. And I'm like, this is better than the game. <laughs> Co- Coach eating his popcorn in the stands. Like, hey, let's go. I had my drink. I was good. You know, I was like, this is, I was waiting. The referees, hey, y'all, go back up. Let, let it happen. <laughs> it's a blowout, anyways. Let's let them fight. You know, so that, that, you know, with that, you know, I'm sometimes, you know, you, 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 you you can't please everybody. And that's you know, and and literally as a coach, I am not trying to please everybody. I'm trying to make everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, and 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 that's the hardest thing is when you have somebody who think they're really better than what they are, you not give them the credit, you know. Um, you know, you 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 get the emails with I call I call sometimes I call those parents snipers. You know, because they sit behind a computer and they generate emails and they want to CC it to everybody in the world. Yeah. And and then you warriors. Right. And then you ask for an opportunity to meet with them and oh, they don't want to meet with you. Nope. Mm -hmm. But then two games later, you get another email. You know, that's weak. Yeah, that's a that's the society we're in now. They'll they'll send mad emails about you. Probably, I would guess, be at the games and not even look you in the eye. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I I try to make a point now. If if something didn't go right, if I see the parent, I'm gonna approach them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna approach them and say, "Oh, I I know you're wondering." Like, I, you know, I used to have a what is called a, a 48 hour rule, like that. If you're not happy with my decision during a game, you take 48 hours and sleep over it, and then you can talk to me. You got it because nothing's going to come out positive with you coming and yelling at me in front of everybody in this gym, like that, or on a football right. field. So right. give me 48 hours and, you know, maybe I'll think through it and maybe I was wrong, like mm-hmm. that. But let's get the emotions out of it, like that. And then we can talk like civilized people. Right. Like right. And um, so nowadays, I, I've been, the last couple of years, I just go and approach the parent. 
Let, let's start the convo because I know you're thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always at that point they have nothing to say all of a sudden. They're like, oh, no, 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 we're cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like, know, oh, the oh, amount of times I've gotten that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I just like, uh, it. it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I just, no, I'm just frustrated. <laughs> at the time. Um, I, I wanted, which brings up one of the talking points we had written out was the landscape change. Um, from when we were in school to now, because back when we were in school, I feel like that was kind of the dawn of the smartphones. I mean, we weren't even allowed to have phones, and it predominantly was flip phones. Yo, I had a razor, bro. I could not yeah. record for shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seeing the kids and, and almost the shift in almost like the acceleration of of I would say dependability on the technology that we have now and kind of being integrated in that in our, in our everyday lives has, has these have these like issues of worrying about being recorded, people just going behind you and emailing instead of, instead of um, just go in front of your face and, and speaking, speaking about it. Have these been issues that have increased over time or were these issues already that you were dealing with? It just, there's there's a medium for it now. Um, they um, well, it, it depends on year to year, but w in society with that, it's um, it has increased because you know everybody wants to you know when there's a confrontation, everybody wants to take their phone out and record it. So you never saw what was the beginning of the conference confrontation. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you always see what the middle and the end, you know, and uh, what led up to it, and so. Sometimes you use it to your advantage, you know, like I'm for me in my practices in the gym, there's there's no phones allowed in my gym. Mm -hmm. You know, mommy and daddy knows where you are. OK, they know you at the school. OK, <laughs> so you don't need to bring your phone. I don't need the phones ringing or buzzing or beeping or anything. OK, so put it in your locker, lock it up. OK. Um, and so and that stops a, a, a lot of that. But then you take it to your advantage. You know, everything you send out goes as a general um, text message to the whole team. Mm. And so now when you say, how come you didn't tell me you were going to miss practice? Um, uh, you have a phone. Aren't you part of the text group? Uh. Like that. Um, you know, I had a. I had a parent a, a couple of years ago who brought her son into my practice. First of all, I was like, why is she in my practice? Okay. <laughs> you know, she brought him in to don't punish my son. It's my fault that he's late. You know, the car broke down or whatever. They gave me 103 excuses. Okay. I said, okay, well, if it's your fault, did you bring your shoes? Because somebody's got to run. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it, I was joking, but I said, he's going to take whatever punishment it is anyway. Like that. She said, well, it was my fault. Why would you do that? I said, because of his communication skills. Mm -hmm. They're on their phone all day long. How many times did he text you, mom? Where are you, mom? Where are you? I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. So he didn't take a time to take... 30 seconds to text me and say, coach, I'm going to be late. I said, so his communication skills is, is terrible to me. Right. So I'm going to work on his communication skill and whatever that has to happen, it's going to happen. I said, cause he has my cell phone number because part of the text. He has my 
email address for the school. He has my phone number for my de- uh, the, the phone on my desk. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for him not to be able to communicate. So you can't use, well, I, uh, you know, it's my fault. I said, so he didn't take the time to communicate to me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and she said, oh, okay. So I use it as my advantage. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't get a hundred emails from the parents right now and saying, okay, what time is the game? What time is practice? What time is this? What time is that? Like, uh, why? Because of the smartphone. Okay. I have a team mom. I send her, uh, I have this thing called the freshman weekly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it has Monday through Saturday, what we're doing and when we're doing it, I send it to her. She sent it out to all the parents, the same email, the same, the same text I sent to the, to my team mom. I sent it to the players. So, yeah, it seems like a double edged sword now, but, um, they're like, I think I find it funny that you have the the footage of the shooting footage of, of certain kids in order to show parents that <laughs> <laughs> they, they suck and they're, they're not really working hard. So, yeah, I, I see how it's being utilized um, both ways. Right. Just, just mm-hmm. like coaches used to say back then, uh, the eye in the sky never lies. So <laughs> I remember during one play. You know, coaches would be like, why didn't you do this? And like, yeah, I did it, coach. I did it. And they're like, nope, rewind. And same thing. And then yep. they'd always say that the eye in the sky never lies. Mm-hmm. So, coach, to cap off the coaching stuff in Beckman, um, you coach basketball and football. Is there one that you favor more than the other? Well, to be honest with you, um, um, early when you guys were there, I was a try coach. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, I yeah. love I love coaching track more than I did football and basketball. Oh wow. Okay. And um I stepped away from track um because I, I, I you know my my you know just having kids at the time and they were young and I was away from home so much so track was the easiest one to step away from. Hmm. Um, which now, you know, it's my son's a track star. Right. You know, but I love coaching track. Um, between football and basketball, fo- basketball is more personable because you're dealing with, you know, how many you have on your team, 15. Like that. In football, you have, you know, 60. Yeah. Okay. Um, basketball is, is always on the move. So your strategy is, is, is moving because the clock don't stop. Like uh, there's no 30 seconds in between to come up with a new player to change your defense. Like mm-hmm. that, it's all on a fly. So your, um, you know, your strategy is being played out every single second, uh, not six seconds, and then you get a thirty-second break, and then you got another six seconds. That's football. Mm-hmm. Like that. And then you can change, and you're watching. Okay, they, this guy is subbing in right now, and so we're gonna go to a four-three, or or we're gonna we're gonna run, you know, fly because they got this guy in. No, in basketball, things are moving so fast that I love that part of the thinking part of the game. You okay? got. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so interactive, you know, because it's close and personal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not yelling 50 yards down the field. You know, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One more thing on coaching. Um, being a coach now in this modern landscape of basketball, there is these, I call them glitch moves. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned the step back, but James Harden kind of screwed up the game too with the, the um, Euro step. Back when Francis and I were playing, 
I mean, we had Manu Ginobili who was doing that, but it was, you know, it wasn't really utilized. But later on, we've seen kids putting that in their arsenal now. Um, has the referees kind of a, evolved into learning to call those or, or letting letting certain ones go? Because I know they kind of play in the gray area of travel and not traveling, right? It, it's um, to most referee if it looks um, if it looks weird and on unorthodox unorthodox mm-hmm. they will call it a travel. Like, okay. Uh, if it looks smooth, because I've seen the same move with a kid who just you know fluent, you know, like he should be in ballet, do it, and it's good. <laughs> and the kid who's stumbling through it, you know, and he's awkward, and it's a travel. But it's oh, just wow. like, that's, you know, that kid who's a robot like that, he got called for traveling. But the kid who like a ballet, ballet like that didn't get called for travel. Same move. The same move. Mm. Nothing different other than, oh, he makes it look good. Oh, you make it look like a box. <laughs> um, Interesting. So it's the same thing. And so it's all subjective as well. Mm hmm. Um, the biggest one is is the gather step now. Oh my god! Everybody's right. talking about the gather step. Well, okay, you get that in NBA. Depending on where you're playing at in college, you might get it. In high school, there is no such thing as a gather step. Mm-hmm. And so I got to explain this to personal trainers who's teaching the kids this. Mm, That's right. In high school, they 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 call that a travel. Okay, but in the NBA, we're not in the NBA. Is it different rules? I said, uh, NBA, you get eight seconds to get it across the half court line. In high school, you get 10. In the NBA, there's 24 seconds on a shot clock. In high school, it's 35. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I said, so I, I always got to point out the differences because these kids are all trying to learn everything they do on the uh, professional level. Right. Uh, like I said, you want to throw the ball between your legs and over your shoulder, and you can't even throw a simple little bounce pass. <laughs> <laughs> level down to where you are you're 14 they're 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 grown (laughs) is it frustrating because i know we spoke to a lot of other coaches and i mean being coaches ourselves these kids that we're coaching now they also have um their own personal coaches that they go train with after um and some of these personal coaches or yeah these personal trainers they kind of market themselves by putting out there that they've trained certain NBA players. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they go back to your practice and they go, they, they do, let's say they do this gather step. And then you say, you're not allowed to do that in high school. And they kind of value their personal trainer more because it's like, Oh, well he coached Steph Curry. What do you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> Is it frustrating to kind of deal yeah. with that now? Because I feel like that's kind of a more um, modern problem in the coaching in the traditional coaching environment. Um. No, yeah, it, it's frustrating. It's it, and not not even just just that. It's 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 you know um, a lot of high school coaches don't like club coaches or don't like personal trainers. Now mm-hmm. that personal trainer is actually working for you, okay. Mm-hmm. And so what I've done, I have gone out to one of the personal trainers that I know very well. Um, and I told him, said, well, if you're going to teach this, teach him how to use it and teach him what we do at Beckman for Beckman basketball if this kid is coming here. Oh, wow. And so I try to reach out to them and say, okay, hey, like right now there's a couple of club teams where the kids um, um, are going to come to Beckman. So, you know, 
I hated going to coach club during the pandemic. I needed something to do. So I went out to those club teams and I started working with them. Okay. And so, and, you know, and I, I allowed them to come in the gym with my, with my freshman team and actually work out with them. Okay. And, um, um, because those kids are going to be coming to Beckman anyway. So I wanted them to learn what we do. It's, it's real frustrating. You know, when, mm-hmm. when a kid say, well, this is what my personal trainer, my personal coach do. I said, well, is he putting you in the game? What I tell you to do, yeah. because if he's going to put you in the game, go play for him. Mm-hmm. You don't have a team. Exactly. Yikes! I had a I had a mom who was was not happy with the playing time of her son um, a few years ago, and um, so she brought me five letters from um, uh, from the kids' club coach, from his personal trainer, and all these things. And so I read all five of them. Like I, and I never said anything back. She finally saw me and she said, so what do you think of the letters? Did you read them? I said, I read them all. Yep. Okay. So what do you think? I mm-hmm. said, oh, I was all good. So well, what do you mean? <laughs> okay. I said, well, you know, th- I said, you got to be able to read it, read between the lines. I said, so I said, one of the coaches said, your son is going to be an outstanding ball handler with more time and dedication. I said, with more time and dedication, I don't have more time. I have right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now, he's not a good ball handler. Yeah. <laughs> and there's three that's better than him. Okay. And 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 I, I just, you know, without pulling out the letters, I just went and 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 broke it down to her what they were saying. I said, with more hours in work, he's going to be an outstanding shooter. I see. So that coach, that personal trainer wants you to pay him for mm-hmm. more, more time. Mm-hmm. I said, he wants more time to work with him so he can get more money. I said, you're not paying me. Right? So I'm going to tell you the truth. He's not a good shooter. <laughs> <laughs> and the coach is right. With more time and effort, he's going to be a good shooter. I'm going to try to help him. But right now, he's not a good shooter. Therefore, I have guys that are better than him. And that's why they're playing. Okay. Facts. Wow. That's she, 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 didn't, she didn't like it, but she understood it. Mm-hmm. Well, can you just okay. give him a chance? <laughs> give him a chance every day in practice. All over the backboard. Yeah. that's funny no that's awesome so i wanted to shift to like the current sports landscape now too um do you have a favorite team in the nba or in 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 the nfl i've always been a a lakers and bulls fan you know and Hmm. and nice bulls is because i was born in chicago illinois oh wow I've always been a, a, anything of Chicago. Okay. Um, but then, uh, you know, I had season seats for the Lakers for a few years before I got married. And then uh, y'all understand when you get married, your money ain't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I, had, I had great seats. So I've always been able to have good conversations with Laker players because of where my seats were, you know, like that. And I can talk basketball. I can talk their language. And um, so I was always, I've always been a Lakers fan, like I, and a Bulls fan. And if they played against each other, you know, I got to go with the hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and and mm-hmm. and um um football always been a bears fan okay um and i really i you know from from decades to decades I, some of the other teams changed you know i i loved you know san francisco for a while because of Mont, um, um montana you know i loved the chicago i mean the dallas cowboys because they had a corner named emerson walls that i idolized i mimicked everything that he did mm-hmm. and so i would watch him play and so in order to watch him play i had to be a fan right you know? right and so I would attach myself to certain players at this time right now. I don't watch much football. Mm-hmm. I don't watch much yeah. football and basketball. The same thing. <clears throat> I'll watch a quarter and I'm flipping channels and then I'll come back. Right. Okay. You know, the basketball is not interesting until the end of the game anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. So with your, uh, with your two favorite basketball teams being the bulls and the Lakers. So, you know, we have to ask, is it Jordan or is it Kobe or is it LeBron? <laughs> yeah, so. just, just, to, just to add to just to add to out of those three players if you had to pick a, a player draft a player to build a team around which one would you pick to build a team around um mm-hmm. probably kobe Let's go. <laughs> and and the 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 reason why i said that you know i you know I got a chance to meet Kobe um, a lot of time and had great conversations with him and understanding his philosophy and his mentality. Um, you know, his work ethics was, was true to form. It was, it was better than anybody. And um, there was something that I was, I was, I, I love watching Jordan. Don't get me wrong, but there was something that Jordan did and said that rubbed me the wrong way as being, you know, I, I was an inner city kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. He made his, 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 um, you know, his shoes and his likeness and everything became big. And it was so expensive that a lot of kids like me couldn't afford to buy those things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then when, when the announcement was that, the NBA could not sell anything of Jordan. A lot of the products that the NBA sell goes back to the players union and to the retirement fund and all this other stuff, you know? And so the NBA, you know, and I, I get it. Jordan didn't want the NBA making money off of him, but mm-hmm. he, he, he did not allow that. So you couldn't go to the bear. I mean, at the, to the bulls game and buy a Jordan, you know, uh, uh, um, shoes or jersey or something like that. You couldn't get it mm-hmm. because yeah. the NBA was not allowed to buy anything. That was the way he was. So everything was, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, to him. You know, Shaq made his shoes and Shaq made them affordable and available for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I look at those things as as characteristic of. Is it about me or is it about everybody else? And 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 you know, and he went in he went in for the money, which everybody you know would do or should do, mm-hmm. but there was so many so much it, it rubbed me wrong, just yeah. the wrong way, you know. Right. And it's not right. that I'm trying to buy Jordan shoes, you know, like that. I hell, 
I didn't think the basketball shoot made me a better player or made me a worse player. <laughs> right. Plus Shaq was able to make, you know, probably plenty of money also, but he was catering to a wider audience because he made them affordable. Right. So right. It just gives you it kind of gives you a taste of their character a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 just, you know, you know, I have a ball in my equipment room that says um to Coach G from Kobe and sign number eight. Like uh Oh damn. I, Awesome. I never, I, I never asked him for that. I never asked him for that. I was with somebody that was with, you know, and um, a, a guy named uh, Michael Weber, like that, um, um, who grandfather lived around the corner from Kobe, and I was over there helping them with something, and he Kobe stopped to talk to him, and we. Kobe remembered me from being a Laker fan, being, you know, and he told a story. I, cause he said, I know you, I know you. And then he told me why he remembered me. And it was a funny, funny story. <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. And so he was signing some stuff for Mikey and he asked me, he said, do you want anything signed? You want anything? Well, I'm here. I'll sign anything for you. You know, like that. And I said, no, I'm not an auto- autograph guy. The only autograph I ever need is my mom. That's my idol. Mm-hmm. Just, um, and, Two weeks later, Mikey comes up to the school and he brings me a basketball. He said, hey, this is from Kobe. Okay. And it's he said to Coach G from Kobe. Like that. He said mm-hmm. Kobe thought that was the coolest comment that he ever heard. That's dope. <laughs> it is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> and then me being me, I didn't put it in the case. I didn't put it in a jar. I didn't put it anything like, oh, it's Kobe. Like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sitting on a thing, and so guess what? It weathered the basketball. So you know how the leather starting to peel off of it. Mm-hmm. The writing is starting to fade. Yeah. You know, and everybody was like, when Kobe passed away, it was like, do you know how much that will be? You know how much? <laughs> no, I ain't selling it. I wasn't planning on selling it. I actually, I didn't even ask for it. But right. it's sitting in my equipment room. Like, oh. uh, yeah, and at least you know where it came from. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. If you if you sell it, it it kind of the value diminishes too because it's it doesn't really do justice to that moment. That's pretty crazy, right? You know that's that that was, that was a personal moment for me. I'm not not giving that up, but you know what? I, I should have put it in a case. <laughs> <laughs> Looking yeah. back, huh? <laughs> yeah, Jermaine. You know anybody that does like uh, touch ups? <laughs> they could probably touch maybe. I think that thing's too far gone. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Um, do you have a thought on the new evolution of basketball with the the stretch out threes, fives doing fives pretty much taking threes now, pull up threes, and it being kind of a way straight. Francis and I had an argument or debate about basketball about you need a big man to win championships. And I think I won that debate. <laughs> I don't think you need a big man anymore. I mean, um, I still think but, you need a big, but the bigs now have to be, have a certain skill set that they didn't used to have in the nineties and early two thousands. I mean, look, yeah, at, I, look at the bucks, like Giannis is their big, but he's not a traditional like back down guy, but he's, he also can't shoot. So I think I won that debate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, Every big want to shoot threes nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody want to be a three-point shooter, you know, and, and that's what they work on. You know, you got big guys that can shoot three-pointers but can't make a layup. 
<laughs> they can't even do a drop step no more. Right. <laughs> and so that part of the game has has been lost, you know. And I I, I talk about Tim Duncan, you know, Mister Fundamental. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And you know, and 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 you know how his game evolved, you know, like that. He was unstoppable. And then I just recently I sent a clip to. Um, one of my bigs and some of my other kids that play guard, they, they want to emulate everything that an NBA player do. And I sent them a, a clip of um, Kobe working with Akeem Halajuwon. Oh, yeah. Legendary yeah, clip. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, just because you're a three-point shooter don't mean you can't learn this. Okay, because mm-hmm. you become now now valuable, more valuable because you got a little guy guarding you. Now you can go in the post, give me the ball, and you have the good footwork for it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I said, so and and case in point, our last game we played Pertola like that. We had a a, a kid who plays the wing, you know, he, he's a thicker, stronger kid. I call it he played bully ball. I, I like the way he played. He he's gonna run you over. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's gonna <laughs> He's going to knock you down. We had a little guy on him, and he was ball, 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 ball in the post. And I'm yelling at my guard, give him the ball. Give him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so he dropped Steph in turn and sent this kid, you know, sliding out of bounds. You know, yeah, roughly cool. called the player control, you know, like that. And I was like, oh, you call it because it's the little guy? Like, uh, yeah. I said, tell the little guy, don't stick my, my little big guy. <laughs> okay. But he wanted the ball. He was like, shoot. Why? Because, and it's funny, he was one of the kids I sent the clip to. Oh, nice. Wow. He was one of the kids I sent the clip to. Like God. And, and and he thanked me for it, you know, like that. Yeah, hey, I'm working on my footwork coach. I can play the, we don't need a five. I can be the five. Yeah. <laughs> That's a breakthrough. I was yeah. like, okay, when six twos guarding you, what you going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, it, it, it's, it, it's funny because, you know, Everybody wants to specialize in, in 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 the long threes, and one of the worst things that ever happened is that um, the three became popular because little kids are trying to shoot threes and they're not strong enough. So guess what happened to their shot? It's 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 a throw. Yeah, <laughs> it's a throw. So now all the fundamentals of shooting has gone, has gone, mm-hmm. and, and now we have to reteach it. And get them out of their habits. Yeah, so true. my my last question on basketball is: um, Do you think LeBron belongs in the goat talk of uh, of the basketball landscape? In so many ways, yes. In so many ways, no. Okay. There's a lot of fundamental things that I see LeBron do that's just totally wrong. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was pointing this out. Um, you know, I run a play on free throws. Okay, when we have a bad free throw shooter shooting, we're trying to get the rebound, but I run a play in order to get a lot of rebounds. Okay, and I said this to the team I said, if this kid plays like LeBron, we should get this rebound every time. And it's like, what do you mean? If he plays like LeBron, he should be playing in, in, in NBA. Like that, I said, oh, no, 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 because watch LeBron box out on the free throw line. He sticks, he, his out. he sticks his hand and touches a guy in the chest. There's no body. There's no banging. There's no nothing. Okay. And I said, that's fundamentally not sound. Mm-hmm. 
So everybody watching that coach, why, why I got to box out? He'll box out. Well, he's getting paid millions of dollars not to box out. You gonna sit on my bench? (laughs) 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 So, you know, so with that being said, there's a lot of things that he does very well. You know, like I, I don't think he commands the, the, the total respect of his team. Okay. Now I'm not saying that, you know, um, Mm. You know, Michael Jordan did because, you know, there was a lot of negativities and there was a lot of positive like mm-hmm. that, that went with it. I just don't see that 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 uh, um, that characteristic with everybody, you know, saying, OK, you know, LeBron's running the show or, you know, um, you know, I, I've seen him where times where. He didn't get the call, and he's down there yelling and right. screaming at the referee. Oh I hate when he does that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm looking at, you know, Jordan, who he didn't get the call. He's running back on defense, and he's blocking somebody's shot. Yeah. You know, Kobe yeah. was the same way, you know, and um, Magic the same way, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't see him doing it all the time. And there's times when he does. They call it the LeBron chase down, mm-hmm. you know. And everybody shows that one, you know, uh, but he doesn't do it all the time. He's not consistent. Mm-hmm. He's right. Not consistent. He takes plays off almost. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of separates you from the GOAT talk because this new landscape of, you know, minutes restriction and him being towards the end of his career. So he's trying to more preserve his body. I mean, fucking Kobe Bryant hit the free throw after he tore his Achilles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, minute <laughs> restriction. LeBron got carried off for cramps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that is, that is true. Um, and I always thought LeBron was more – he needed a sidekick. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving. Mo Williams. Um, <laughs> I felt like that, that, that playoff run where – Kyrie and Kevin Love went down, and he was. I thought he was playing the best basketball he's ever played. He really needed that ring, I feel like, to solidify that, hey, I could do this on my own. But I agree. I, I don't think – I think LeBron's the name right now, but because he's the name, there's a lot of spotlight that's bringing him in contentions of being one of the GOATs. Right. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I would love to see him, you know, um, become the all-time leading scorer, you know, um, break that record, you know, that's an accomplishment, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. um, I, I would love to see it, and, you know, and, and if he does that, well, everybody gonna say, now you got to have him in that talk. He's, mm-hmm. he, he's the all time leading scorer in the NBA history. Okay. Yeah. You gotta have him in that talk now, you know, but just because of how it's been done and who he is, you know, what? I, I, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being the great person that he is, being at the game and going over and shaking LeBron's hand and give him a hug because that's what Cream would do. Yeah, you know, right. I, I want to see that. Yeah. Well, Coach, we're heading on to that two-hour mark. I know you're a busy guy, so we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. But before I wrap you up, like everyone else here, I'm sure I wanted to give you your flowers because I never really got to really thank you after high school and say thank you for everything you've done for me and everyone here in this podcast. You've you've done a great deal for us growing up and learning the game, whether it was Jarrell and Francis with basketball, myself, Danny, and Pat with football. Um, you just you you've uh you've kind of affected us in ways that 
it's kind of hard to put into words, but just know that up until this day, like I'm glad that we can connect. Like I'm glad I could see you on Instagram doing your thing still, and I'm glad you're still at Beckman. It just shows how valuable you are to that program. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to say again, thank you for everything you've done for us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, Thanks, coach. Coach. Thank you, coach. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate Thanks, coach. Coach. <laughs> Much love one, to you. One, one last thing, Coach. What's your skincare routine, my guy? Because you look... I know you have an age. Look at us. And you look the same. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Hey, Black don't crack, baby. Hey. Uh, <laughs> you heard from him? <laughs> I mean, look at Jarrell. He has to wear a mask. Yeah, man. This is a whole skin routine. <laughs> oh, who the hell is that? <laughs> thank, you, thank you again, Coach. We appreciate your time, bro. Thank you, Coach. Uh, no yes, thank, thank you so much, Coach. It's good. Yeah, to thank see you guys for having me on. Before letting it's you great. off, though, just go ahead if you want to tell us um, where everyone can find you, and you know if you have anything upcoming that you want to share with us before we let uh, you go. I really, 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 I'm here at Beckman. You know, I'm. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm out of work right now and I'm um to March first until I can fully walk on my foot again, you know, and I know you can't see it, but you know, I got a big old oh I took the boot off, but mm-hmm. I broke my foot December fourth and had major oh. surgery on it. Um so I'm scooting around in a knee scooter. I'm just starting to use the crutches, I'm just starting to drive again. Mm-hmm. Um but just coaching football and basketball. I don't have any, you know, comedy dates coming yet. <laughs> When's the book coming out, Coach? When's, When's the, the book? book? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, parents all, say all those, all those things are probably going to be in the works when I retire, which is you know, in about five or six years. Exactly. And, um, and then I got to find time to do that because when I retire, I want to travel the United States and go to every national park. In Hell the yeah. United States. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, taught, awesome. I taught environmental science, um, you know, for four years. And I talked about the national parks. I've been to a few for three or four days. I want to go seven, eight days at every single national park in the United States. And then I'll travel abroad. There you go. go. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Like, man, with a plan. Well, I hope we can all visit you one day. If you love us, we'll like to go see you at school. It's been a while yeah. since we walked through those, those Is halls. Is it still the raspberry tea? Raspberry iced tea, and um, my, my, I, I love the um, um, the vanilla iced coffee from McDonald's. Can't go wrong with that one. With I agree with you on that one, coach. <laughs> All right, then. Well, thank you again, coach. We appreciate your time, and I hope your, your foot gets better sooner than later. Yeah. So, thank you again. You had Jarrell, Danny, myself, and Francis, and Patrick. Thank you, Coach Galloway. We'll see you Love again. You, coach. All Thank right. you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. You, coach. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. No, may not look like it, but I used to have a pair of shacks when I was a kid. <laughs>